Well, what a week it's been. Meghan and Harry have said their piece and it hasn't brought much peace in the Windsor family. And this week we are continuing with our series on the Beatitudes and this week our verse simply says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Now this is a topic that after national, in the midst of a national lockdown and after 11 weeks of children being out of school, you may be thinking we should have addressed this series of peace a bit sooner or you may be thinking that you have cracked being a peacemaker in your home or it may be, like me, you think that there's a bit more work to be done in this area. But as we wrestle with the Sermon on the Mount and we think about how it impacts on our lives, we are going to think about this in three different topics. Firstly, why peace? Secondly, thinking about receiving peace. And thirdly, thinking about making and sharing peace. So why peace? If there was one thing that you could change about yourself, I wonder what it would be. Just one thing that you could change. I'm not thinking about external things, like your job or relationships or where you live. I'm thinking about character stuff. I'm thinking about internal things. Things that perhaps we have wanted to change for a long time. Things that we've lost hope of ever changing. Well, we all have these things in our lives. And the problem is that they tend to be a little bit cyclical in that they, they overflow into our relationships and they sometimes cause trouble in and tension and conflict with other people. And often they're rooted in our fears or our insecurities. I know for me, my insecurities can often lead me to be competitive or to be critical of other people. And I know that that can impact on the relationships around me. And it'll be different for you. You'll have something that sort of triggers and, and your fears just trigger in you. And the problem with these things is they manifest themselves in different ways and ultimately they cause pain to people around us and they cause division. And this is something that we have seen in the Harry interview have brought to the fore this week and we, it's been pulled apart by our media. And we know that this is multifaceted. We know that both sides have let themselves down and both sides have their own pain that they're carrying. And that's what's overflowing into what we're seeing in these behaviours. But at the end of the day, what we can conclude from all this is that we all need peace. Peace is something that people long for and crave. Throughout history, it has been considered to be a high prize it's one of those things that people are asked if they had one wish, what would they wish for, is world peace. Unless they, maybe privately, they might be a little less magnanimous. But people win it in prizes. Rulers are often measured by it. A reign of peace and prosperity is something that is admired and, and is a good thing. But... And we ask, for, it's on our Christmas cards, peace on earth, and it's something that we wish for in death. We say, rest in peace once people have died. It's something that goes all the way through our lives. And increasingly, we're realising that it is something that can affect us. A lack of peace within us can impact not just on our emotional health, but also on our physical health and on our mental health. Whether it's an increase in meditation, in mindfulness, in our well-being... Peace is very much on the agenda in our society right now. 
and that's an internal thing and it's an external thing. But actually, it's all of those things are part of God's original design for humanity as a whole. And peace is throughout the Bible, from Genesis to Revelation. There are 249 references to peace through the Bible. And it comes up in three quarters of the books of the Bible. It comes in every book but one in, in the New Testament as well. So what does the Bible say about peace? Well, the Bible reflects that theme that it's an internal and an external thing. And its relevance today is really quite noticeable. So I'm just going to whip you through some verses in the Bible that speak into this subject of peace. Starting in Jeremiah 29:7, where God tells the Israelites in exile, that he wants them to seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which he has carried them. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will prosper too. In John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus tells his disciples that they can have his peace, and we too can have that peace. Peace I leave with you, he says, my peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. In Galatians 5, and 23, we read the fruit of the Spirit and peace pops up as the second fruit in that list. In Philippians 4, 6 and 7, uh, we're told that it's beyond human understanding. I'm not going to sing it. You'll be relieved to hear. But, <laughs> but it says, do not be anxious about anything, but with prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God that transcends all understanding will keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. In Psalm 29, 11, we're told that it is a gift from God. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And then most importantly, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah, in those familiar words from chapter 9, verse 6, which once again I will not sing (laughs) because that would not be good. But for unto us a child is born, for unto us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. So we can look outside for this peace to come and we can look inside ourselves for it. But we won't find a lasting peace unless it's God as the source of peace in our lives. So that's why peace. What about receiving peace? Well, my story in this is about 12 years ago, I remember my heart wasn't feeling very peaceful. And um, I felt far from God, uh, which I felt was... I felt a bit of a fraud because I was married to a vicar and thought that's not really good enough to be far from God. I had, we had young children and um, I was just think I was feeling overwhelmed by that and generally a little bit dissatisfied. And I was asked at Christmas what my sort of Christmas wish or Christmas prayer would be. And I remember just thinking, actually, I just want peace. That's just a, a sort of sense of peace about who I am and what I'm doing. And, and all those things. And in that, I, it, that sort of triggered me on a, on a search to find more of this peace that God offers us. And it took me to courses such as Living Free. And it just made me realise that that's where I encountered peace. On, on that course, it gave me the opportunity to identify um, some of the areas that 
that there were just some stuff that needed to be uprooted, some weeds that had got in, some lies that I had been believing. And actually, God wanted to call those out in my life and wanted, and I just needed to repent of those things and stop holding on to them and give them to God. And in that process, I just feel that God did a great work inside me of dealing with some of that dissatisfaction. And as Adam was talking about last week, we can't be multi-hearted. So actually, we need to be wholehearted in our striving and our search to know more of God. And that was part of the journey that I had been on. And some of you who know me might think, well, she's not that peaceful now. And all I'd say is you should have seen me then. I was even worse. But, <laughs> but it is, I am a work in progress. And we know that, don't we? That actually, this isn't the, the end. It's a journey that we go on in our lives of tripping up and of making mistakes and of U-turns and of turning back to God in these things and him accepting us and forgiving us and helping us on the next steps to become more like him and closer to him. So if you've got things in your life that jar and that need to be rooted up because they jar with the fruit of the Spirit or they're not how you would want to be, this is what I would recommend to receive peace, that you go on a journey of of uprooting some of those things. And so we are made in God's image. Just as we see resemblances in our families, whether it's in looks or whether it's in mannerisms, we are made in God's image and we are adopted into his family. We are children and we are heirs. And that's why today's Beatitude says that they shall be called children of God. Because actually when people see us and they see us bringing peace and carrying peace, they think of our Heavenly Father <clears throat> and they think of those similarities of how we look. Because we are inheritors of peace. Because Jesus came, the Prince of Peace, and he came and lived a perfect life and he died in our place. He rescued us and he gave us the opportunity to receive his peace. And not just for ourselves, but actually so we could share it with other people. And in doing this, we look, we can, we can resemble our Heavenly Father. Which leads us into making and sharing peace. So from St Francis of Assisi was attributed with the words of the prayer, Make me a channel of your peace. And by receiving God's peace, we can also pass that on to other people. And just as channels efficiently get water to where they need to go and where it's needed and make sure that it sort of stays on course, in the same way we can channel that peace that God is sending out through us into other people and into the places where it is needed. We hear about UN peacekeepers, don't we? And, and they go into volatile places and they either try and sort of separate warring factions or they help them live alongside each other. And actually, these are finely honed skills that some of us may have been working on in lockdown in our own homes. And with the return to school, some people might be thinking those skills may be less in need in their households. But it's one that people have been doing really well, and at which point it's probably a good time to say Happy Mother's Day. And I hope you're having a more peaceful time now schools are back. But peacekeepers, peacemakers, on the other hand, they don't just keep the peace, they don't keep things apart, they actually create and impart a lasting peace. God's peace is beautiful. 
It brings God's wisdom. It brings prophetic insight. The spirit, the fruit of the spirit in our lives brings peace, but it also brings self-control and it brings patience. And it brings a confidence in who we are and whose we are. Enabling God to channel peace through us into the situations where it's most needed. And that may work out in how we get involved in social media, how we use our social media, how we bring peace into situations where people are perhaps being misunderstood, or how we learn not to contribute at the right times in social media discussions. It may be at school, in relationships, in the classroom or in the playground or just in in different friendships. It may be in social groups where someone isn't being honoured in some way. Or it may be in strained relationships. It gives us self-control that enables us to filter our words so that we only say what's true and what's necessary and what's kind and enables us to love selflessly, just as Jesus did. The message translation for this week's Beatitude is this. You're blessed when you can show people how to cooperate instead of compete or fight. That's when you discover who you really are and your place in God's family. So as we respond, let's invite God to examine our hearts. It may be that you just want to adjust your position. You may want to hold your hands out. You may want to shut your eyes so you're not distracted by other things. And just take this time to just do some business with God. Listen to what he's prompting in your life. But maybe just ask these questions to yourself. And it may be that in response things pop into your head and that's often God speaking to us. If he, prompt, if he drops a person into your mind or maybe uh, an idea or maybe a memory, that is sometimes the way that God speaks to us in these times of reflection and response. So you may want to ask, what lie have you been believing about yourself? Maybe it's something that's been stealing your peace. Maybe it's triggered by the um, by that character flaw that you identified earlier as something you'd like to change. And once you've got that thing in your mind, simply to talk to God about that, to say that you recognise that that is something that's not God's best for you. To repent of that to just say you're sorry and that you don't want that anymore in your life. And often when we give these things to God, he will seek to replace it with something else. And you could say to God, what can I replace that with in my life? And just receive that, that he's giving you right now. Or maybe you are feeling the pain of relational fractures. Just invite God in to meet you in that and to navigate your way through that. And finally, 
just to ask God who he's calling you to share his peace with. And ask him to show you what that looks like in your relationship with them.